Welcome to Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop, where you'll find the unique, the bizarre, and sometimes the haunted. Feel free to look around, peruse the items, and never fear. There's nothing here that bites. Hard, anyway. <laughs> ah, hello there. How delightful it is to see you return yet again to Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. I am your shopkeeper, Chris Baker, and today we have an interesting item. This package, a crate if you will, was just delivered to the shop. It was uh, forwarded to us from friends at Horlicks University. Now we've received a crate like this before, marked 1834 Arctic Expedition. I'm guessing this is another crate from that particular lot that our friends at Horlicks thought we would find quite interesting. And as our shop clerk Mordecai opened this crate, not only did he find Fang and Claw, don't worry about Mordecai, he'll be fine after a few repairs, but he also found a treasure trove of tales. And therein lies the lifeblood of today's episode of Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. So let's sift through the pages as we take a look at the Creepshow comic book Volume 2. So I've made no bones about it. I love Creepshow. I love the movies, uh, Creepshow 1 and Creepshow 2. Uh, Creepshow 3, I've never watched that because it doesn't have anything to do with George Romero. It doesn't have anything to do with Stephen King's stories. I'll maybe watch it one day, but it's Creepshow in name only. But you have the Creepshow TV series on Shudder. That is a, a spiritual sequel to the Creepshow movies. Greg Nicotero, who, who's worked both with and on Stephen King projects, as well as George Romero works, he has crafted a wonderful anthology series for Creepshow on Shudder that I've, I've just loved. And I was so excited when they were announcing, delving into the realm of comics. And of course, we got the first batch of five Creepshow comics in Volume 1 back in... 2022-2023. It started out October of 2022 and went through January of 2023. And we just, this past year, got the continuation with Volume 2 of the Creepshow comic series, which came out monthly starting in October of 2023. And we got our final issue of this Volume 2 on January 20th, I believe was the exact date of 2024. Now, the difference between this volume of Creepshow and the Volume 1 is that Volume 2, we've seen a couple additional, or we will see an additional uh, issue thrown out there. Of course, this year they did an extra issue in December, a Christmas issue, which we talked about on our Christmas episode. If you want to hear my thoughts on that Christmas insert issue or extra issue for Volume 2, you can go to our Christmas episode and check that out where I give a, a review on that. And we've got another issue coming out, not necessarily a part of Volume 2. It's being released as a special which is the Joe Hill story, Wolverton Station, which is going to be coming out next month in February. I believe February 20th or, or somewhere around there we'll get that. And I decided not to wait. I'm going to keep volume two, just the five volumes of this the second volume of Creepshow Comics, and then we'll do another episode solely on the Wolverton Station because I believe that is going to be 
a bigger volume. Uh, it's going to be more pages with the Creepshow comics. You get two stories, uh, a few pages each, fairly short stories, but this is going to be a, a bigger edition covering the Joe Hill uh, story. So excited about that. That's coming up next month. But right now, we're going to talk about Creepshow Volume 2. And as I said, this is a five-issue volume and each issue has two stories so we're going to talk about these stories i'm not going to get into too much detail because i don't want this to run so long we're talking about 10 different stories but i'm going to give you my overarching view on the story and and each issue and we're going to start with issue number one that came out in september i love the cover of this a young kid reading a creep show comic and he's got the creep as an angel on one shoulder and a devil on the other shoulder really love this all the covers are wonderfully done by uh, Gim March. Uh, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. He's worked on uh, Batman comics. He did all of the covers, uh, the main covers for all these creep show issues. And this probably one of my favorite ones. It's so whimsical and the kid's got such a cherubic face, but the creep is the angel and the devil. And you know, it's not going to be the good and the bad. It's going to be both bad. <laughs> It just depends on what level uh, that the creep is whispering into this kid's ear. Love the the concept and love the uh, the look of this cover. One of my favorites. Now, the first story is called Make Your Choice. And there have been only two stories in the Creepshow comic series, uh, the two volumes that we've got that I just didn't like. Volume 1, I liked every story in one way or another. This Volume 2 had two stories that I just didn't like for the sheer fact that it just got too political. And I think horror and fantasy and science fiction are great ways to, to address social issues and even politics to make things a metaphor. But when you're just so overtly over the top, this is my political view. This is my social view. And I'm going to beat you over the head like a creep show horror story. That just takes me out of it. And I just don't enjoy it. And I was really disappointed because I was excited when I found out Garth Ennis, who's done The Punisher, The Boys, Preacher. He was writing one of these stories in Creepshow. And I found out that the one or one of the two that I like the least was the one he wrote. The artist Becky Cloonan, uh, she's the first female to draw the main Batman title. So the, the artwork is really good. I just don't like the story. It's all about guns and politics and abortion. Oh my. There's too much pushing of political and social issues in this. And not enough of a scary story. It's got gore. It delves into this guy being haunted by the aborted fetuses uh, because he's very anti-abortion. Even though he had a daughter who I believe she died because he made her get an abortion. And he's very right-wing Christian conservative. And not every Christian conservative is a hypocrite or, or uncaring. I, I hate that sort of stereotype that you get from, from certain people who look at things only in political extremes. And, and that's I just didn't like this first story. Now, the second story in issue one I thought was really good called Fossil Record. Uh, writer and artist Phil Hester, he's done Swamp Thing, Green Arrow, Nightwing, a lot of big titles. It, it was a really interesting take on zombies, combining nature and natural history and 
prehistoric bugs. It was really cool idea and very creepy. And that graveyard scene at the end where the main character, August's mother, it just reminded me some of the old horror comics I used to read as a kid, whether getting old copies or reprints. Uh, they scared the shit out of me and, and still do. And this really reminded me of that. And I really liked it. This is probably one of my favorite stories in this second volume of Creepshow. Now, issue number two came out in October. Again, another one of my favorite covers. These first two I thought were really good covers. It has the creep with a trick-or-treat bucket full of Creepshow comics and a jack-o'-lantern full of worms looking gross and creepy and just the, the light of the jack-o'-lantern against the dark. It just It's a very striking cover and very creepy and ghoulish Halloween fun that, that just... You know, Halloween's always my favorite time of year. It had that Halloween feel to it. Now, the first story, this is a fantastic story. The Man with No Eyes from writer and artist Michael Walsh. He's done Spider-Man, Avengers, X-Men, numerous titles. But it was really kind of reminiscent of that Channel Zero season, Candle Cove. Kind of a combination between that and the 1985 Twilight Zone segment, The Uncle Devil Show. It really kind of delved into ideas of absentee parents and abuse and alcoholism, maybe. You have this dad who's a who's a complicated character. He's not just one-note bad guy. He loves his kid and cares for him, but he just doesn't know how to, to raise him without the mother who's gone away. I don't know whether she died or she just left. But he makes mistakes, regrets them in the morning, and I think that's kind of indicative of parents who are abusive or parents who are alcoholic and abusive. But you, you know, he's a complicated character. He's just not one note, and the, the magic man is creepy in this. And that last page where the magic man took Dan, the little kid's eyes, and then the little kid goes to to take his father's eyes because he's he's seen the magic man and he wants the father to see the magic man too and and taking those eyes out the the imagery of the kid without eyes was was chilling and the whole idea of them finally getting some father-son bonding time <laughs> over this creepy magic man in their mind it's it, it was just a, a really good story now story number two in issue two was called keep it down this was a fun take on a ghost story it's written by dan waters he's written several comics for dc the artist was abigail larson who's done uh sandman universe the dreaming it's about this woman who hears dead people and i think it's kind of like a family thing with the women in her family but she's gets so tired of hearing all these ghosts come to her with their problems that she cuts her ears off and then she gouges out her eardrums so she can't hear anything well she can't hear this demon that's coming the demon eats her and now she is a ghost and she has to spend eternity listening to all these ghosts like I said, it's a fun, funny story that does have some creepiness to it and kind of a be careful what you wish for sort of sentiment to it. Now, issue number three came out in November. Uh, it has such a cool cover, this horrific bowling alley with heads for balls and legs for pins. And you have the creep. You know, he's got his fingers in the eyes and the mouth of this head like a bowling ball. And he's looking to roll a strike. Uh, a fun cover. I really dug this. The first story was called Eternity, Eternity, Eternity by writer and artist Zoe Thorogood, who 
is I mean, she's a young artist and young writer. Uh, she's got some acclaim for things like it's lonely at the center of the earth. And I think she'll get a lot of acclaim for this because this was a really interesting kind of metaphysical look at a woman who can't die. She's kind of found the fountain of youth because she's fighting against life because life is cruel and harsh and savage sometimes. But she comes up with this serum where she she can't die. She's going to live forever, but she can't replicate it. So she watches her, her daughter die. She watches humanity flourish and, and start to fade out. Her arm gets infested by locusts. It was disgusting. Uh, she's burned at the stake. She cuts off body parts all this horrific stuff until everyone on the earth is gone but her and the loneliness is the greatest pain that she feels uh even when she returns to like stardust she's still there and she's still lonely i don't know there's there's a lot to glean from this it's a a story that i haven't sat down to really think about long enough because there's a lot of things like you can't beat life and sometimes like Stephen King said, sometimes dead is better. And, you know, life has a lot of good things in it, but the bad comes along with the good. And you can't hate life just because bad things happen. And don't, don't be afraid of death. Death is not necessarily a bad thing. It's not something to be hastened, but, uh, you know, the, the end comes to us all. And maybe it's so we move on to a, a better life a better world i don't know there's a there's a lot to glean from this there's a lot of psychology to this and it's a really interesting story that i could read a hundred times and still pick apart different levels of of what the story is trying to say and never fully get exactly what's trying to be said here now story number two in issue three was called sacrifices a really interesting story. I like this story uh, from writer Joe Fairley from Tell Me a Story. Artist Goran Sudska, uh, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, artist for the comics like uh, Why the Last Man, Hellblazer, Lady Constantine, Ghosted. It, very beautiful. I mean, all of the artists did a really good job with these. The, the style and the look of all these stories. But, uh, but this one is about a couple who steal a rare red diamond. And the man swallows it for safekeeping. And the buyer wants it to sacrifice to this Lovecraftian cosmic sea monster. And uh, there's a really cool scene at the end where this couple escapes on a jet ski and they wash up on a beach. And it's very reminiscent of the the raft segment in Creepshow 2 and how that ends. And it was a fun kind of nod to that that made the ending of this so much more enjoyable than I already enjoyed the story. Now, issue number four came out in December. Like I said, there was also a Christmas issue, but we talked about that on our Christmas episode of Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. But this this main volume two issue four in December had the creep putting on a puppet show with a dead man's sock on one hand and his eyeballs like on his pinky and index finger and like his jaw bone wrapped around his hand on the other hand. It was creepy and gross and delightful. It just makes me laugh thinking about it. But uh, two stories in this. First story was Killer Cart Corral. And anybody who knows the utter rage that wells up inside of me, or, or a lot of people like me, when people are too effing lazy to put their cart back in the cart corral 
at any sort of big box store or shopping mall uh, will enjoy this. Of course, written and drawn by Nick Dragota, East of West, other Marvel titles, done a lot of great work. Uh, this little shitty kid and his mom who enables his shittiness uh, get their comeuppance at a big box store when the manager's zombie son takes them to the cart corral. And it's it's kind of a fun horror story. It really is a metaphor for parents who let their kids run roughshod over everyone else, uh, flying in the face of common courtesy and respect. And the creepiness and the suspense of this, on top of the fun and the, the metaphor of it all, is just wonderful. Uh, that reveal when Dugans is revealed there towards the end of the story is is creepy as shit. And uh, if if the story weren't so delightful from a I'm glad to see this little shitty kid and his shitty mom who lets him be shitty uh, getting what they deserve, uh, it would be terrifying. <laughs> but I was so gleeful over them getting what they deserved that the horror didn't hit me as much as it probably should have, but but it was there. Now, story number two in issue four was called The Amulet, uh, a very interesting story from writer Elisa Quitney. Uh, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, no more for comedic romance novels, but she's also done a lot in graphic novels and comics. Like she did Batman, uh, No Man's Land, also Phantom Stranger, stuff like that. So she's done some work in graphic novels. Artists, Morissette, uh, Belgian artists, most known in the U.S. for Star Wars Adventures, various Harley Quinn books uh, and DC work. But this was a, a really cool story. I really liked this because it's it's a soul transference story at its heart. But it deals with an elderly woman who's sent to a retirement home. And the woman who runs the retirement home treats the elderly people she's supposed to be caring for like shit. Stealing their valuables. And she steals our main character's amulet to find out not to mess with a professor emeritus of archaeology and anthropology at Oglethorpe College. Because that amulet's got a few tricks up its sleeve uh, to protect the lady who was wearing it. It's just a, a really fun story. Kind of that, you know, yeah, treat, treat old people well. Don't take advantage of them because they're old. Because they might fuck you up and take your body. Now, the final issue of this second volume of Creep Show, issue five, came out in January, here just uh, about a week ago. And this has the creep and a kid beheading toys with a small guillotine. It's destructive glee. It's probably not my favorite cover, but it's still a really fun cover <laughs> because uh, you know this little kid's probably going to start torturing animals next and become a serial killer with the help of the creep. But story number one called Burning Ambition, this is the other story I just didn't care for. And it's a shame because I really like the people behind it. The writer, Saladin Ahmed, he's done the Miles Morales Spider-Man. He's done Black Bolt, a lot of, a lot of interesting stories. The artist is Artyom Toplin. Uh, who's done I Hate This Place. But it's a small town mayor who turns governor 
and he is on this burning comic books platform. And it wouldn't be so bad if it was kind of a, oh, comic books are going to rot your kids' minds or that sort of generic thing. But he goes into some obvious social things that this guy's obviously a caricature or a stereotype of a conservative Republican. And he's anti-woke and anti-all these other social things. Uh, you know, like I said, very far-right stereotype. And it's just that sort of narrow-mindedness or... Or that sort of finger pointing or, you know, your side's bad, but my side's really good. And, you know, we would never do anything wrong. Uh, that's why I hate politics, because both sides are fucking shit heels and are, are more hell-bent on power than making anything better. That's not to say everybody in politics is like that. I think there are some people that genuinely uh, want to make things better for their constituents, but for the most part, the career politicians are career politicians because they want to stay in power, and I don't want to make this a whole political thing, but, but the whole finger-pointing of one side to the other, I think that's bullshit, and I don't want to see that in comics. Uh, I, I want to have fun. This is a horror comic. It should be taking me away from reality and not showing me one side of reality and not holding up a mirror to itself. So that I didn't like that aspect of this at all. And then it, it really made an interesting idea because you have this politician burning comic books and he goes to take a comic book from this goth girl and burn it. And once he takes the comic book from her, he gets stuck inside the comic and the, the panels like cut his arm and and then once the comic book is thrown into the fire he burns too which is an interesting idea i like that idea it was just too political and there was no nuance to the politics of this story which just made it just unenjoyable now the second story in issue five and i think they really did a good job ending it with this because this dealt with comics but in a, a totally different way that said a lot more than the other story we just talked about. The story is called Keep It Fed by writers David Andre and Tim Daniel. Uh, they've done End After End. Uh, artist Matthew Roberts, who's done Manifest Destiny. Uh, a couple titles I'm not terribly familiar with, but I'd like to check those out now because I really liked this story. I really liked the artwork in this. But it was an interesting look at the monster under the bed trope. Only the monster doesn't want to eat kids. It wants to eat what you love. And this particular kid really loves comic books. So he's he's feeding him this comic book. And it's kind of a, a metaphor for feeding creativity, feeding, uh, you know, what you love and what you enjoy inside of you uh, until mom and dad do away with all his comics. And then he guesses he loves his parents. So the monster eats what he loves. Just a really cool cautionary tale for parents who don't foster their child's imagination and treat imagination like a childish curse. And I, I love that. I think that's a story I can get behind all day long. You can take that politics shit and throw it out the fucking window. This is These are the kind of messages I want to see and the, the messages that I enjoy. So all in all, I really loved volume two of the Creepshow comic series. I thought, like I said... Every story except for two of them were really good stories. Very solid stories, great stories. And it, I'd be hard-pressed to say which stories I loved the most. I mean, if I had to 
to narrow it down to say like a top three. I really liked Fossil Record. Uh, Man with No Eyes was really good. Eternity, Eternity, Eternity was really weird, but in a very satisfying way. Keep It Fed was really good. So that's like, you know, uh, Eternity, 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 and Keep It Fed would probably be tied for third. Fossil Record would probably be two. And yeah, my favorite story would have to be The Man with No Eyes. But yeah, like I said, all of them really good stories, except for those two that I just didn't care for, Burning Ambition, and Make Your Choice. So Creep Show Comic Book Volume 2, uh, five issues, I thought, you know, they, they were pretty good. It's, like I said, except for a couple exceptions, uh, I loved every story. And I can't wait for Volume 3. Hopefully Volume 3 stays away from the politics nonsense. Uh, you know, Greg Nicotero, I, I know he has particular political leanings, but I, I hope he would tell writers to keep that shit, save it for something else. Uh, let's just stay with horror. Like you said, horror is a great way to, to do metaphor and, and talk about social issues and talk about injustices and things like that. But, but do it with a little nuance. Don't just, you know, don't do these finger pointing stories that both Democrats and Republicans love horror fantasy and science fiction. You don't want to alienate half your audience like Stephen King tries to these days. But I do really look forward to uh, volume three, which hopefully we'll get towards the end of this year. Uh, I've heard no word on it, but uh, that's kind of what they've been doing. And I imagine the next uh, volume will kick off in September of this year. Uh, we'll keep you posted on that. And like I said, they've started to do some like bonus issues this year with the Christmas issue uh, with this volume. And they've got the Wolverton Station Joe Hill story that they're doing in a, a bigger edition that I'm really excited about coming out next month. And like I said, we'll definitely do an episode uh, solely dedicated to that issue and really excited about that. Love a good werewolf story. So want to thank everyone for listening to my thoughts on Creep Show Volume 2, the comic book series that I think if you love horror, uh, you're going to love this. A lot of great art, a lot of great stories. Cover art is all fun and fantastic. The The story art is done wonderfully and some delightfully wicked horror tales that lean into what we love about creep show that kind of pulpy comic feel and vibe uh you get that in the show and and that's because of comics and and to see that on the page as well as on the tv screen is just uh, really fun now speaking of creep show we've got a, a movie that came out actually late last year a uh, limited run in theaters and a limited run video on demand, but it was just released as an exclusive on Shudder called Suitable Flesh that I wasn't planning on doing an episode for because I thought, well, it came out last year and I missed it, but it's got its release on Shudder as a Shudder exclusive. So I'm guessing a lot of people might be just now watching it. So I'm going to do a bonus episode. It may already be out once you're hearing this, or it may be out if this episode's coming out on Thursday, it may be out on Friday. So be looking for that and a bonus episode on Suitable Flesh. And you can find out more about that on our social media pages, Facebook and Instagram, 
time. We're always posting about the latest episodes, as well as horror, fantasy, and science fiction. Uh, no matter where you're listening to this podcast, please leave a review. Five stars would be awesome as well. Uh, please like, follow, subscribe, whatever your platform of choice calls it. Do that, and whatever you do, please share this podcast with anyone that you know that loves horror, fantasy, and science fiction. So until next time. Thank you for visiting Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. We hope that you found something to your liking and visit the shop again soon. But even though you may come back, you never really get to leave Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. Ha 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 ha!